Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Let's welcome back on a quick turnaround, Coach Prevost, the O-line coach at the University of South Dakota. I did not scare him away yet. I might have today, but maybe I haven't scared him away. But welcome back. Short turnaround, but welcome to welcome back to the show. Thanks, Coach Steve. I appreciate it. You know, I like doing these things now because when you come comes in a couple of weeks here, I, I won't do any of these shows again until February. So you won't know right or left or up or down. You'll you'll be you'll be dreaming about film and being up late and worrying about all that stuff. Yeah. I'll be enjoying life again. So yeah, you'll be enjoying life. And then when it's over, you'll be like, I don't know what to do now. Like Ricky yeah. Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. I always do that. Like, I don't know what to do now. 
Yeah. I know now that when when February hits, I have a plan, and that's to be on the Coach Steve show. So, Yes, all the time. You can come on all the time. <laughs> I'll cancel baseball practice, and then we'll hop on. Baseball's not that important. <laughs> it's freshman B. It's okay. And they listen to this, so they'll hear me say that and be like, what did he just say? That was the worst day of my life when I, they figured out I had a podcast. <laughs> They're on the bus, and I heard it, and I'm like, oh, no. And they're like, Coach, you have a podcast? And all of a sudden, it was – I was like, yes. Now they're all watching it. Well, I was like, hey, if get those views up and get those listens up, and it will be all good. (laughs) Um, Well, it's been about two weeks since I've talked to you. I don't think much has changed. I know you guys are starting to slowly start to get there in what you're doing, but I don't think much has changed. Nope, getting our freshmen adapted and uh, about it. We we got two and a half weeks here before we give them five days off, and then uh, August fourth we we hit their ground running. Um, I guess how are the freshmen looking? That's always tough. I have now compared to to high school, but I have some guys that never even played football before at the line. And it, you were right. I, I think it might have been you. Were, I was talking. I don't remember. I had a kid come up. <laughs> How do I put this practice jersey on? And he had it upside down. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, come here. Yeah. I was like, it's just like a shirt. I was like, just like a shirt. It is. It's funny. We uh, our freshmen today got fitted for knee braces, mm. and that's always a regular role um, because they never know how to put them on. And like, I make my guys wear them all the time. I always say, like, your your knees aren't yours until you're done here. Your knees are mine. <laughs> and uh, so. Like practice, walkthrough, it doesn't matter. They're wearing those things. They hate them. But um, they, our guys, they get fitted for them, and then they don't know how to put them on. So, like, I always sign two older guys per freshman. It's your job to teach him how to do this. Uh, and it's one of the things I don't teach because I was a bad D3 player. They didn't care about our knees, so we didn't get knee braces. And so, hey, go out there and roll. And uh, so I've never actually worn them before um, or – you know, I've worn a couple from injury, but I don't I don't deal with them. Um, so they're getting adapted to that. You know, a hard part for them, it's there's two things that, are, that really always stick out. Um, it is the the big part is just adapting to the different personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for the first time in their life, they're forced to be friends with somebody that they may not have always been friends with, mm-hmm. a personality type. Uh, you know, we have seven freshman alignment from four different states and all different kinds of backgrounds. So they're shoved in here and they have to spend every minute every day with these guys. They live with them. They eat with them. They do literally everything with them. Right. And and they're adapting to people maybe they wouldn't have chosen to spend time with before and they're getting forced to. Uh, The other thing, it's a, it's a, it's a good and bad experience. The experience of, you know, everyone talks about a college, you're not big man campus anymore. It's like, Everyone in my room played left tackle in high school, like for the most part, not always, you know, mm-hmm. but the vast majority. And well, not everybody here, you know, you'll, you have one left tackle. That's it. And uh, they they adapt to like I was like I told the freshmen this morning, my like, guys, you were the best alignment in your conferences and your team, and, you know, some of you in your state, and now you're one of our worst twenty-two alignment that we have here, and. <laughs> And they get that, like, and it's a struggle and it's growing and they'll build. And then, but the cool part is, is they know, like, when they get their block, 
like a couple of them were saying the other day, it's like everyone else gets theirs. It's like people, everyone blocks each other now. Right. And, you know, so that, that part's, that part's pretty unique. Um, and they, they, I got a good class. I got, they drive me nuts. They're, they're a little bit, they take a motivational speech every day, which is, it's coming more and more common, which doesn't, it is what it is. Right. I started to write them down now so I can reuse them every couple <laughs> right. months. Um, but they, but they are truly invested. Our older guys have done a good job with them. Um, and they care. They, they really want to be successful. So it's a, it's a fun group. Yeah, I call those talks coming to Jesus moments. If I have to stop everything and talk to them, I'm like, all right, we're having a coming to Jesus moment. And <laughs> some of them go, uh, Coach Steve's talk. And I'm like, you're right. Like, it's not what it used to be. Like, hey, we could just go and, and do whatever. Now you kind of have to stop and talk to them and then get them going. Then yep. they screw around or do something and you talk to them. As a young coach, I made a huge mistake of, I was always like, they always got me moving. They always got me moving. It's like, man. We get so much more by making sure they do two drills well, mm-hmm. two two reps well, rather than everybody getting six reps really quickly. So like it's it's and, and it's different too. Like as a college coach, my job is not to condition them. Like mm-hmm. they get handed to me, and and you know our strength staff, sports performance staff has them conditioned and strengthened, and so I just have to teach them football. And, and so it's not my job to bury them. Right. Uh, and build that build that stamina. So, you know, there, there's a lot of times where we're slowly talking and teaching through things. And um, where I was a young, when I was a really young coach, um, I'm all 35 now. So, but uh, when I was a really young coach, it was like, we had to be moving, had to be gone, had to be gone. Um, but now it's just, you got to be going right. Yeah, I, I'm all 31. So I'm close. <laughs> I'm close. Uh, I did the same thing of, I, I was like, boom, boom, boom. We got to go. We got to go. And then if they didn't get it right, I realized kids weren't getting reps either. Like the kids that are kind of standing off. Cause you have to show everything in high school. Like we really have to like, boom, boom, boom. And then this year I made sure like, if we're getting a little group period, maybe it's, we just walk through the place. We set up a defense, they get to their spot. We flip flop and get to their spot. And then when we get to indie time, that's when we're, you know, showing the drill and then we're going, we're going, we're going. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing, like we cover we cover all of our indie like prior or previous practice. Like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Uh-huh. This is our schedule, this is what I'm expecting out of this drill. Then when I say the drill, um, and honestly, we have this, I think I have like a I have it on like a PowerPoint, but I have like the same 80 drills I do that mm-hmm. I grab from. And, and usually we use the same 25, honestly. You know, the other ones are just grab big ones for when we gotta fix particular issues. Um so by the time you've been here, even for a summer, you have a pretty good idea what we're looking for. Yeah, that I tried that before where you have like a meeting before practice in high school and say, this is what we're going to do today. But then we all know how that works. They forgive as they're walking out there of what I just told them. Oh, so I'm out there, you know. It's hard, out. man. It, I think to me, I, practicing in the, like we practice in the afternoon in the fall, which I don't like, practicing in the morning, you get so much more out of your kids because it's not the sleep factor, it's the, where you lose attention with them, they sit in a hot classroom all day or they've been thinking all day or their social life is affecting them. Like when you get them fresh in the morning, like it's, you have like a clean slate to work with. Right. So you're the first one that really gets to abuse that mind. So you really have the full attention of it. Right. Uh, so I think, especially the high school kids, man, you get, those kids get dragged down throughout the day. 
Yeah, and then right after school, there's like you feel rushed. Like there's no time. Like you, if you're gonna meet mm-hmm. with them, if you're gonna meet with them, it's like just to make sure they're there. That's the big thing. Like, did they wander off in the hallway or did they go home? Yeah. And yeah. who are we missing? Uh, who's Coach Steve gonna go kick down doors and figure out where they are? And you know all that stuff. And or we're getting on our power school and making sure or were they were they even here today? Because you may not have them in class, so it's like you may not even see them. And like, are they even mm-hmm. here? And then you're going out there, and then you got to get their mindset on football. Like, it's immediate. Like, okay, now we're in football. And like you said, what if they're worried about a test they just failed? Which nowadays, you know, they fail a test, they fail a test. Like, my mom would have slapped me upside the head and been like, what? Yeah, no, it's just, it's okay. You'll do better on the next one. I, I run into the issue, and I'm dealing with it right now, where, like, I have a couple of young men that struggle taking tests, so they got help in high school. Like, it was immediately like, hey, oh, he's a bad test taker. Let's get him help. I'm like, I get it. But the answer can't be like, so they get frustrated with me. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe in just getting you help. Like it's harder, but you got to learn how to take tests because on a game day, it's not, I'm not going to be out there with you. Like, I'm not going to be able to do that with you. Um, When you're in your real world job, nobody's going to go take your, take your tests or do your work for you. Like, so I think sometimes we we um, debilitate is the word I'm looking for these kids by providing with so many resources that need help that when they enter the real world mm-hmm. that where those resources don't exist anymore instead of teaching them like you got to find different ways that work for you and to me I think a lot of it's a cop out on the teachers like you're not finding a creative way to find that kid learn or to, to get that kid to learn or get through that kid. So it must be the kid's problem. He must have a problem. Let's get him help. And then that kid labeled. And then that's a really easy cop out for all the teachers instead of trying to find a way where you can reach that kid and reach information that he needs to get to be successful. Right. Cause I work with great teachers that adapt to what the kid is. Then there's some that's like, well, this is how I always teach. So if they don't know it, they don't know it either, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll have a teacher shortage soon. So we're going to have to see what happens with that. It's happening everywhere. Illinois is going to have a teacher shortage. Texas had one. They had 2,000 jobs opening when the fall started. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. We're all – it's – and I think sometimes – I don't think you have to be a teacher in the high school to be a good football coach or a good coach. I think you could have a normal job and still be a good coach. But I think the ones that do coach are better teachers because they have to adapt on the field or the court and figure yeah. out how you reach that kid. So in the classroom, they figure it out. But when it's just a normal teacher, they may not. Yeah, well, and, and it's nice to – I mean, the benefit of being in the building um, or having somebody in the building is the constant recruiting, the constant relationship building. Because like you said, you get them right after practice, like all – or right after school, they're rushed to practice. All of a sudden, you're, you're cramming that in there like – where's the time like you know those two three minutes in the hallway the the different interactions seeing how they interact you know from afar outside of you i think all that stuff's pretty important understanding the person and it doesn't always have to be like the head coach has to be in there but somebody within the program that can relay that information right because some of the best coaches i know don't teach they're doing another job i know one that's Mm -hmm. a farmer like he's a farmer but he's a great football coach um and then some only want to hire from guys that are in the building, which I understand because you can talk to them. You could grab them out of there and talk to the coach. Uh, or like you said, but as long as some are there, yeah. 
Um, but that's why sometimes I think too much emphasis is put on they've got to be in the building. Like all these assistant coaches no. have to be in the building. It doesn't always have to be. You can look. But there's less coaches now. So now you almost have to work with people outside of the building. Like, oh, you want to coach yeah. football? We'll make it work. Well, and the hard part is, is like, you know, 15 years ago when there wasn't, when there was almost a teacher surplus, mm-hmm. um, you know, when really the, the end of really was, it was my age group, you know, really ended the, the end of the baby booms kids, the generation X kids, you know, they, what happened was, is they cut those teaching prices down the furlough days, all that kind of stuff. Because, well, these people have this cool gig that so many people want. Well, like you said, now we're going to go the other direction. Like, we're going to start paying some people to sit. I mean, I tell my guys I want to be teaching all the time. Like, like I get you're on scholarship. But, like, if my son wasn't on scholarship and wanted to go pay a hundred grand to go make $40,000 a year, like, that's asinine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, well, well, you, have to, you, you better have a real passion for teaching kids if that's going to be what you want to do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a football coach, so it falls in the same line. But right. uh, you know, it is it's crazy. And, and and the other thing is, if you're good at it, you're so emotionally invested, the job goes home with you. Um, and if you're not good at it, well, and it doesn't, that sucks for everybody, you know. Or you can be like me, that's bad at it, but I still bring it home because I'm so bad at it. How do I fix it? That's the way I look at it. But, and, and that's like, that's the thing. If it's, it's like when people are, that are about to have kids is sometimes they'll ask me for advice and I'm not a great dad. So I don't know why they do, but that's like, I think people do it out being polite. I'm always like, here's the deal. Every kid's different. But the fact that you're worried that you might screw this up means you'll be all right. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm not saying I'm the best coach out there, but I, I will bring it home when I don't want to because if you have a significant other or family, you don't want to, but there will be a part of time where you'll come home and like, well, I got to do this real quick. Or I got to do this real quick. Yeah. Or so we talked about last time, Mark, Rick, Mark Rick's wife is why we have the temple offense. Yeah. Like that's why, but like for me though, I'm always that guy. That's like, how do I fix it? How do I fix it? How do I fix it? And the town I was talking about before we recorded, I will say this, there was a coach where we, after a football game, I'm sitting there and I'm talking about how to fix it. And he goes, you care too. You care almost too much because you're trying to fix what, what just happened. You're so worried about it. You're so trying to like, instead of sitting there after the game to just decompress, you're already watching the film. You're already doing this. And I'm like, well, that's my job. Like, I need to fix it. And he goes, you almost care too much. And I'm like, but again, if if I don't give a hundred percent to these kids and they sniff that at some point, they're not going to either. Yep. And I tell them all the time, like. Guys, I'm giving you 100%. I'm trying to figure out how to put you in a best situation to be successful. But when we go on the field and you don't give 100%, then I get frustrated because I'm trying to give you guys what I have. And then you can tell when a coach doesn't because when a kid's not giving 100%, they're okay with it. They're like, well, you'll get it next time. Because they're not doing it. It's where everyone's comfortable. Right. But then I almost football overdose. I do too much podcasting sometimes. I get too much information. I go, whoa, 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 I got to stop. Because it's all good stuff, and I can't do everything. I can't use all these words. I can't do this. Isn't that the truth? Oh. Like, like I said, talking to you, you had good stuff. I talked to Coach Rodriguez. He had good stuff. And then I talked to some high school coaches. And then I start to sit there, and I go, because I told you our brains are like a garage. You put it in a box and put it somewhere. And I'm like, I'm running out of room in the garage. Like, you know, I got to build a new one. Mm-hmm. And then I forget to drive home. Like today, I forgot 
driving here. I knew I had to run in here and hop on, but I was just like, if you know I'm in my in my town and I'm like, oh, I'm here, like, I'll forget. I don't remember driving. Yeah. I don't remember tying my shoe. I don't remember what I ate this morning. But by God, I'll remember how to block a three technique. You ask me that, I'm like, oh, this is what you do here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is part of it, man. It is. I I used to have, I had a GA here a few years ago. He's got a full time job now, but he was always big on. He knew more football, man. The guy spent his life on these podcasts and talks, and I'm like, and and really smart. I'm like, man, it doesn't matter. It's sweet that you know a lot of stuff, but unless they can handle all that. Like, or unless you have a way to communicate with them, that's all it is. is stuff. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. It is. It's finding the, giving them as much information as they can handle, but enough information to do their job. It is. Right. I, I took it upon yeah. my what I was doing was I kind of did that. It wasn't necessarily plays. It was like use this terminology or use this or do this. Now I want the information because in college you can kind of and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You're going to recruit kids to kind of do what you guys can do. Now you can adapt to what they can do. Like oh, we might be better at running this run play this year, built into our offense that fits into it. So you're not re- reinventing everything. Mm-hmm. High school. I can sit there and say, we're going to be an air raid team this year. Well, then we come into the summer. Well, if we can't have kids that can't catch a cold when someone's coughing in their face, maybe air raid's not the key. Um, and so, for wing T. Well, I'll never be wing T. I'll be like, hold on a second. We'll figure it out. We'll figure something else out. For me now, now I just try to have the information so when we do come in and you say, okay, last year we were very bad at being a zone team. Maybe we have to be a gap scheme. At least now I have something where I can go back and be like, okay, maybe I understand how to talk about gap schemes and, and talk about it. Um, you know, broaden horizons, you know, you, like like we said, well, this is the way we've always done things. Well, maybe that doesn't fit the kid. No. Well, or you're afraid to go learn how to run inside zone. You're afraid to go do this because you only know this. 
-hmm. So now I've learned, well, I don't need all this information to use it all this year. What's the phrase I'm looking for? More tools in my toolbox. So that way, like, if this does happen, okay, well, I remember when I had to talk with Coach Prevost one time. Let me get this back out. Okay, he did this. I remember this talk I had here, and I have this gap scheme stuff from this coach. Well, this is what they did. Let's see if we can do that in the off season. So now I've learned you don't need all of it. Figure out what team you are. You, you, you're prepared to talk about it and use this. Um, you're prepared during the season. If you have to tweak something, you've learned it from somebody. Because I'm stealing. I steal all the time. I'm stealing stuff all over the place. Yeah, I'm, not that, all I'm, not, that's... I'm not that smart. <laughs> so now I've learned that. I've very learned quickly, especially after COVID and the podcasting, getting all that information. We weren't coaching and I'm getting all this stuff. I swear, I, I swear during COVID, if somebody said, make me an offensive playbook, I'd be like, okay, here's the air raid. Here is buck sweep. Here is this. We're going to run all of it. Like, it's just all great mm -hmm. stuff. Steve, you have 70 plays. Nope, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. And then after COVID, after we started getting back to it, I was like, oh, we're going to go into the game with four run plays. We're going to go into the game with, you know, maybe two screens. Like, it was just very like, okay, we're being realistic here. That's, that's what, as a staff, we came out of COVID, like, we're like – and sometimes we do uh, – we have, like, our ideas at the end of the season. Like, we got to be better at screens. Okay. So – and now after our COVID season, so we hammer the screens. And then all of a sudden, like, I look at our playbook, we have, like, eight of them. It's like <laughs> – well, I mean, what are we – and, like, you know, screens are expensive. They really are. You're teaching mm -hmm. a lot of different fundamentals up front. Like, it is, it's anyone that doesn't coach a line because they all think screens, it's easy, man, because it helps with pass rush. Like, it's not easy. There is no. – there's three different fundamentals and rules that go with every single screen that change ever changing because, you know, you have a first level responsibility to reroute that guy. So he doesn't get straight to the quarterback. So you have to make sure that you're protecting that gap. You have guys that need to make sure they get out of the way. So other guys can get out depending on coverage and how things rotate, who's blocking, who, how they fit out pass, how the ball carrier takes it. Like there's so many different pieces that go into a screen to me, a lot of times I think, man, we either hit a screen. Like now we've re-simplified it to like two really simple screens. Mm -hmm. We either hit a screen when it works. Like like if the defense, we catch the defense not in a good situation, we just throw it out there. And honestly, we probably could throw a bubble or a sting screen and get as much out of it. Right. And, uh, but I like, I mean, I'd love people to talk to me like, hey, let's see, what are you doing screens? I'm like, I don't want to pull up that film. <laughs> looks terrible. Nobody blocks anybody. <laughs> no, it's just getting in the way. Like, like yeah. <laughs> it's almost like basketball. You're like sitting yeah. there. Like, are you? But you're right. You're, you're asking linemen to run out there and block a corner. Yeah. Like, it's hard. They don't like it. No. And, and then they're tired. <laughs> yeah, or like when they run by him, they're like, oh, well, there he goes. Like, oh, whoops. Yeah, there's certain plays like as a line coach when we call them, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> The only one, I, the only one I, gotcha one. the only one I kind of like is when you do a jailbreak because you're like, okay, all five are getting out there, something will happen. But when you do like one or two, I'm, I, I get worried. Yeah, like to me, I'm always like, let's do the screens that require nobody. Like, okay, if we throw like a swing screen to the back, the X receiver and the slot receiver and or tight end have to block somebody. Nobody else has to block anybody. Like two for two for blocks. Right. Get in the way. And even if those guys don't block people, we still get four yards. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, and then the other one I like is like the wide delay screen where like Michigan runs it and they do a really good job. Like nobody has, there's literally no responsibility 
besides the quarterback not getting sacked by the time the the, the tight end releases. Mm-hmm. Like, and if it's man coverage, he just throws the man routes on the outside that are running deep. Like, and that thing, Michigan gets like twenty five yards on that thing every time they run it. Yes, yes. And that's a play where I looked at it and I go, I kind of want to do that. But again, that's adding to it. I'm like, oh, hold on. Let's... Yeah, I love that. Play. I'm like, we don't do it either. I'm like, to me, this is like, man, what are we te- we're not even teaching anything. No, it's just like, oh, we're going this way. And then yeah. it's on him to make the play. Cool. Yeah. Like, oh, the receivers have to block. Darn it. Like they have to. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone's like, well, we will line get paid the bottom. I'm like, yeah. It's not. It's not hard for receivers to block. It really isn't. Like our receivers, our our, our receivers coach does an unbelievable job, uh, Coach Popo, um, and and they, they block their tails off. Like I'm like, fantastic. What? There's way less people. Like uh, a lot of old line coaches. Does it bother you that you're an RPO team? I'm like, why is that? He's like, and we do. We have a lot, a lot of runs. Like well, we up and it's like oh my god if we had the ball through that'd be forever well it's not the, what the quarterback's read is mm-hmm. like he's not looking to see if the left guard whiffs on his block and then he's gonna throw it out there <laughs> and uh you know so i'm like when i was young it bothered me a bit but now it's like man what the hell's easier throwing for a quarterback to throw the ball to a wide open slot on a five-yard sticker out or for five people to execute five blocks against five people trying to disengage from those blocks. Like, right. like your percentage chances, like they are literally playing catch. Mm-hmm. It's literally just, oh, here you go. Like, toss yeah. to you. That's what I would say. Like, most of my alignment could throw that stick route and yes. catch that stick route. None of those slot receivers or quarterbacks could execute the zone play that we're asking you to do. Right. The One of the... I have I have a story about RPO, but one of the best things is uh, old school when you hit the sled, and like this is real old school. Some people get away from the sled now, but like high school, we still oh. kind of do it. The best is when they send the receivers down, and they have to hit it, and they complain yep. about it. It's heavy. It's this, and then the linemen look at each other and they look over and they go, "We have to do this, you know, twice a week or something." Like, come on now, that's the best. Yeah, well, the best. It's. Uh, our old GA who just got the pass game coordinator job at Southwest Minnesota State did a great job. He was a high school quarterback or college quarterback. Um, and uh, he was he worked with our skill guys first year and he's like, I want to learn about a line play. Did really good. Dove right in. Um, and and you know, he's like he took over our, as our old line GA. And uh, after the first practice, he's like, Man, this is boring. He's like, You don't touch football. It's like literally you just find different ways to explain how to lean on people. Jesus. <laughs> like, it's kind of, I, I like to think there's more to it than that. But yeah, in all honesty, it's like we're just really positioning guys in different angles to strain them other ways. Well, that's when I when I became an OC. We already had a guy that could like coach the line, but there was like nobody to do quarterback. So I was like, I'll do it. I'm the OC. I'll take it upon myself. And I liked it at first because it was different. You know, like I've always coached whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then after a while, I'm like, this is boring. There's no fundamentals. That'd be awful. Well, it's like, okay, we're gonna run over this bag, and then you're gonna stop and throw. All right, we're gonna play catch. Make sure we're working on this. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna throw the the football into the garbage can to make sure we get the arc release on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, when do we hit people? Okay, cool, cool. Now it was less stressful at the time because I'm not worried about five guys. 
but when it became stressful was when we started an RPO was to make sure they're reading it right and make sure they're reading the coverage right. And then I'm like, okay, now we're getting into the, this stuff. So that's, I had the opposite. I'm like, this is boring. And then I would make, since I was the OC, I was the boss. So I was like, okay, today the wide receivers are going to come with us, but I'm going to work on screens and you're going to block. And so I would make them hit the one man. So like, you're going to learn how to block <laughs> and do this. And then if they're not blocking, I'm like, I'm not throwing you the ball. What do you mean? I was like, I call the plays. I'm going to call a run play every time. If you don't want to block, I ain't throwing it to you. So I had the opposite effect. And then the best was the first time we did RPOs. I'll never forget we did it. And the quarterback threw it like twice. And it was the right read. Like just took him through it, took him through it. One of the line comes back to me and they go, well, coach, he told us inside zone. So we're, we're running. Why is he throwing it? Yeah, that happens every time. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's, it takes some adaptation to, you know, it's uh, and it's important too to have those guys like. To me, it is important that the O line understands like, you know, when I first took over the took over here, there was a lot of like, why is he calling? I'm like, do your job. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think kids are self conscious enough where it's like, like I'm always like, hey, do you think? that you're perfect at your job. If you do, like our left tackle is pretty close, but at the same time, he never bitches. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language. Like, okay. So those are the kids that do it right. But they're pretty good. Like our receivers coach was telling me the other day, he had a great thing. He's like, because, you know, a lot of receivers, especially when you get up to this level, can be really sensitive. Like it is, you know, like the prima donna things is real. He does a great job with them. He brings them in. He's like, hey, do you want me to coach you hard? You want me to yell at you to give you the information across, or will you shut down? Because I don't want you to shut down. Right. But if I need to bring you over and just talk to you and say the same message really close and treat you with kids' gloves, I'll do that. Do you want me to do that, or do you want me to coach you hard? And the kid's never going to be like, wow, no, treat me with kids' gloves. So I want to coach him hard. So as soon as he starts pouting, and be like, hey, you're the one that said this is how you like to get coached. Yeah, this wasn't a trick. This isn't yeah, a, this, is, this is real. <laughs> this isn't a test, guys. Like it's okay. You don't this isn't a test taking time. It's it's yeah. cool. I did that today. I joke around too much sometimes and maybe I go over the line and I told them like, "Hey, if I go over the line, pull me over after practice and say, "Coach, I was over the line." Well, and okay, whatever. Cuz I told them like, "Sometimes I'm an ass and and whatever. I'm going to joke around or say the wrong thing and you got to let me know." And I kind of say the same thing and they all just stand there and they go, "Yep." I'm like, you're not going to tell me. You're not going to tell me what's – and the best today, I had the running backs today in film and I had the tight ends with my linemen. And I told, I always tell these guys right when I walk in, the very first film session we ever have of the year, I say, okay, guys, my film sessions are – I'm truthful. So film don't lie. I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear sometimes. It's not personal. As soon as we're done, we're going to walk out of here and be cool, you know, like whatever. So when we walked in, the O-line knew. They sat there, and I was like, O-lineman, what's my rule? And they said it word for word. I said, running backs, tight ends, you've never had film with me before. I'm going to tell you what you don't want to hear if you've done bad. If you're good, I'm going to tell you you did good. But if you do bad, you'll do bad. And they did. They walked out, and their eyes were kind of big. Like, oh, he gets after it. And I'm like, yeah, because O-lineman, we have to get after it. We have to have that edge of like yep. getting after it. And um, now I don't like belittle them and do this and that, but like – on a run play today, it looked like he was pass blocking. I was like, why are you pass blocking? What play is this? 
hey, stand up. Tell your guys why you're pass blocking. Like that type of stuff. And the running backs were sitting looking at each other like, oh, my gosh. And I did. And the one running back ran into one of the line. I'm like, what are you doing? That's not your aiming point. Can you tell me why you want to go dance with this guy and this, this, and that? Like, I'm just, I'm just like, what are you doing? And that's probably, I won't repeat on this recording the worst things I've ever said, but like, it's just real funny when running backs and tight ends are sitting there going, hmm, this is different. This is a different room. Yeah, yeah. it's, it is. And well, like the old lineman, like a lot of coaches are like, uh, you shouldn't compare them. Like I compare all the time. Like there's only five guys that get to play. I got 22 in there. Right. This is why you don't get to play. <laughs> like you, right. you want to know why you don't get to play? Like look at what he's doing. Do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it is – and ev- honestly, especially in the line room, so many people are different. I think it's crazy. Like, I talked to some coaches where we teach all our guys the same thing. I'm like, I have a six seven tackle who's 295, 300 pounds, who has great feet, does everything right, puts himself in great body positions. I have to teach him a lot of different things than I teach my six six three 350-pound right guard who is literally like a, a human bulldozer, like – he's either going to run over everybody or just run through air really fast. Like right. there is no, there. like, I'm trying to pull the reins back on him. It's like, Hey, play, play with control. Do like that. Well, I'm trying to light a fire under the other kid. And it's like balancing those things as far as their fundamentals is really important. I think, you know, if you're trying to teach every kid the same way all the time, you're going to, you're not going to get the results you need. Yeah. That's what I'm learning now. The summer I am, but then, like, the more film we get throughout the summer on them and practice, then I can start to really see, like, okay, this isn't working. It's easy for yeah. me to – it's easy on the field for me to say this is what we're doing because this is what we're doing. Then when I – because I tell them film don't lie. So well, we already had a kid lie on a play. Like, well, why did you do this yesterday? Well, that didn't happen, so I found the play. I was like, well, look. They go, oh. I'm like, see, this, that thing right there doesn't lie to me. Mm-hmm. So, But now that I have the film, I could say, okay. His load step isn't working or the this, this stance isn't working. Maybe he has to be in a two-point stance. Maybe this is uncomfortable. Maybe this is this. Uh, you know, I don't want to get rid of the scooch, but maybe it doesn't work. And I have to be like, okay, he just can't do it. It's just not working, yeah. so I'll figure it out. Well, I think, and that's where I discover a lot of things, too, is like when I'm watching, I learn a lot when I'm talking to people. Like I get a lot of people that come in here and they're like, hey, pull up this, pull up that. And... I think it was, I was going through with Nick, some pass pro stuff, and we were watching, I was watching all my guards, and I'm like, yo, man, they all are lunging. Like, I'm obviously teaching something that is causing this to happen or not stop happening. Right. Or like, man, if, if eight out of 10 blocks that kids do for the most part are fundamentally executed the way I want, and eight out of 10 don't work, well, that's not a very good thing that we're doing. Like, we, we're going to have to make an adjustment there. And I think the big thing is, is when you do that, like bring the guys and be like, guys, man, I screwed this up. Like, this is clear. This sucks. I'm asking you to do something that's really hard. Um, we're we're going to figure out a way to do it. Or I heard one coach, I've never done this, but um, he, he always gives kids a chance to do it their way three times in a practice. And if they get it twice, they can do it their way. So I've never gone that far. He's like, so if like a kid's like, coach, why can't I just open pull instead of skip pull on this? Uh, and and you explain the reasons why, but this coach lets him lets him try three times. Like you can, hey, and if you get it twice, doing it your way, you can do it your way, and, and we'll work off it. I'll teach you the best way to do it your way. Um, but if you don't get it twice, then we're just doing it my way. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point. I, I couldn't. I, I thought it was like a really cool idea. I'm like, man, this seems like a lot. Like I, I don't think I can afford to waste those three reps. <laughs> 
well, that or like, what if all five do something different on that play? And now you got to worry about, well, he can only do this. He's only going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You end up in a, yeah, it's, you're opening up Pandora's box. So it's different. Like, like where I get, we pull our centers and everything. Like, I mean, we've pulled, as crazy as it sounds, I've never seen other teams, but we'll pull our centers in like regular power. Like we'll skip pull them out. Really? That's interesting. um, Now it's not a everyday mainstay. Mm-hmm. We do it against certain teams that play a lot of twos, or if we're going to get A games, because if you pull a center, it stops the A game. People run A game to stop power, um, right? And gap scheme, so it, it it eliminates all that. And but I was like, I watch one, and I'm like, why don't people do it? Like, I just because we're afraid. And that was the hardest part. Like, and I couldn't really find a reason. Like, I just kept trying to shoot holes in it. Because we're so, afraid of it. Yeah. Our, our, we pull our centers in GT, GY, a lot of our boot. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Pass protections. Um, we will empower, but like those guys, I let them, sometimes I let them false step, um, depending on the kid, how athletic he is and how well he sees things. Because Man, the thing like people don't get, if you can teach a center how to pull and counter, it is like stealing because the defensive end has no ability to react. Like, especially against like spill teams because it happens on him so quick. And then he's like, oh, shoot, I got to spill. And then he gets just just gets throttled because the guards or the centers that are right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then you create a tighter corner. You actually create some vertical movement where a lot of times that spill walk gets dented a little bit. Now everything gets bounced and bounced and bounced, um, which is, you know, the gap scheme killer. So, right. you know, we, we, we have done it. Like, I mean, when we face an over team during a game, our, our guard backside guard might not even pull. Like if, if we're running with a three on the backside. So it would just be like the center and tackle going. Yep. Center just makes a switch call. And, you know, some people are like, do you ever get all three pulling? I'm like, we do in practice, um, like the first like day or two, we'll have maybe one or two at most, mm-hmm. and then we don't. Um, but in all honesty, like we've had two, I think, in games that kind of popped up. 
but it's funny because the guard will pull and he really like open steps and it turns into like a backside seal because he'll see the center going like oh shit and just like kind of counter back so it's not like the end of the world when he does it right anything the quarterback will get rocked on the rpo because he really gives up a short edge on the backside he keeps it but it's not like uh the end of the world right because I was envisioning when you first when you first I was like oh all three are going bang 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 that'd be pretty cool, yeah. Yes. He, yeah. Student body right yeah no, you know we we've had a couple of those and it's pretty cool I'm like man we should have read the three technique here this would be cool. Going old school like what was it Chip Kelly liked to read the three tech a lot like go old school yeah. with him. We, we did a little bit of that a few years ago you know it's man it's tough if you don't have a special quarterback. Yeah, it's tough. And then I've always dabbled with – I love trap, but what kills it is the linebackers if you can't get there and then all that stuff. So I just start looking at Wham and just like, let's just have the wing trap him. Yep. And I'm starting yeah, to love we, that. We, we Wham, we cut we cut that guy. <laughs> so That's, we have the Instagram full speed downhill cut. Yeah, we can't do that. In, well, no, we can't do that in high school. Not in oh, Illinois. That, that, yeah, that part's sweet. Like – because realistically, like our tight ends are more like glorified. They're 230, 240 pounds, some of them anyways. They're not like the on the ball, you know. So it, they like those blocks. But like I think, man, if you get good at double teams, there's nothing more deflating to a three technique than that. Like I love that. Because mm-hmm. our tight end is six – five like my height and 200 pounds or so i think there you go i think he tore it was real bad like his sophomore year which was the covid year did pretty well um there was a game where they put literally put two or three people over to where he was because that's the only person we were throwing it to um coming into 2021 he plays rugby tore his acl and stuff in rugby so we lost him for the football season which sucked but now we have him back as a senior and we told him yesterday like Okay, like we want to see how he hits in split zone and stuff like that, and but that's where this wham thing comes from. I'm like, okay, six five, six four, two hundred pounds, barreling down on a three technique. When then they go up to the linebacker, bam! Like it should be beautiful. Mm-hmm. We haven't pulled the trigger yet, but because they're like, what about normal trap? And I said, I love normal trap, but for some reason the kids just couldn't. I don't know. I don't know. You know, the linebacker scrape over, and we don't get there, or. They bring more hats to the party, and I'm like, okay, well, then let's have the wing do it, and we have him them go up to get the backers. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, to me, it is zone's expensive, but zone is a lot more encompassing. Mm-hmm. Gap scheme is very inexpensive if you have linebackers that just sit there. Mm-hmm. Once you have linebackers that don't just sit there, well, now you have to start throwing some tags on it. You have to start adding to the back's weeds um, because they'll just bring everybody to the party until you make them pay for it. Now you can make make him pay for it dearly, right? Uh, but it takes some adjustments, right? That's why we were figuring out what run plays we'll do this year, and we were big on ISO the last two years. And you know, I'm a zone guy, so I'm like, okay, I want inside zone, I want wide zone. And then they're, they're they like gaps, and I'm like, okay, we can put in power, like that's fine, like everybody runs power. And, and then I said maybe trap, and then I studied the wham, and then I said okay, because the teams we do play are three five teams, so obviously more linebackers are moving and they're shifting, they're coming, and so I'm like, how do we do this? And so yeah, that's my short answer, long answer for that, to get rid of normal trap and just do that instead. 
Because, mm-hmm. like you said, manage your conference. I see a ton of three, 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 fives. They're going to move. They're going to bring people. They're going to scrape over. So, what's my answer to that? I'm going to do this, and then you can run wham, and then run something behind them. Like, yep. as soon as they see them come after them, run something right behind them. Mm-hmm. And that's what's great about not being a wing T team. You can do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. well, it's what killed the wing T. Is it, there's you run out of answers. Oh, don't tell them that. I've brought that up to some before that I'm friends with. <laughs> when I first started the podcast, there was a. I asked somebody. He runs the Flexbone One Hundred and One YouTube channel. He's up here in Chicago, and I said something to him about it. And I said, "Well, what happens when you're down like twenty-one points or something?" And he goes, "He actually gave a good answer. He goes, well, I don't go into a game plan to be down twenty-one nothing. I plan on like competing and not having that.'" And I was like, "Okay, I like that answer. But what happens when you are down by twenty-one?" Yeah. He goes, yeah. "Oh, we have some pass plays." He's like, "We do. Like, don't don't worry, we do." And I'm like, "Okay." And there, a lot of wing T coaches are now starting to study the run and shoot because yeah. the way the quarterback reads the run play, they can read it the same way in mm-hmm. the run and shoot. Well, I think those teams don't take enough advantage of it. I don't think RPO teams, we don't take enough advantage of it. Are like the, the show and goes, the pop passes, the man, those things are open all the time. Yeah. And you run down the field with those things. Mm. Well, it's the pass protection that I want to know from them but they won't tell you run and shoot guys. I've had some on here and they're like, we'll tell you everything you want to know in the past game, like what their favorites are. But they said, once you start asking me about offensive line, like pass protection, that's where we have to stop. Cause I can't tell you like literally they were like, I'm not, I'm not telling you. Yeah. That's like, they'll lose their card. Like the run and shoot people will come after them. Like yeah. it's a secret. Yeah. They're well, they're really good at it. I'll tell you that. They're really good they're, at it. Um, you know, and we, we taught some run and shoot protection, uh, when I first got here and, and it's very, very, very different than like what our usual dish protection is. And, um, and we're, we've gone back to more of a dish style protection, mostly because if you're in the really true run and shoot, like that protection is really hard to execute out of three point stances. It's hard if you're not trying to, trying to cheat your splits to, really get off the ball and we want to try to make more of an impact running the ball and take the line of scrimmage and right. things like that. So, um, you know, those were, those were some of the things that we made. So we taught it that way for a little bit. Um, and we had a bunch of young, really long guys and now we're kind of that adap- we've adapted out of it. Um, just cause I'll tell you what the other thing is too, like, I don't think you could do it at a high school level like that. It's so goofy. It really is. Like, I mean, the, the things that you're asking those kids to do is, the amount of ground that they cover and and really you're making the quarterback's footwork a little bit more complicated uh, because you're taking the drop back so so far so mm-hmm. that's all i've been told too was how difficult it was i was like that's all i need to know because that means i won't do it because i'm stupid i'm like we slide to the right we slide to the left we go big on big and we're done that's all we do no yep. it's all we do and theirs isn't like from a schematic standpoint like that's it's really a fundamental standpoint. It's so different um, in, in how they do it. Um, you know, like where we talk about, you know, never get beat inside, don't open windows. They're really almost the opposite. Like they're daring you to do it, to come physically come up on you. Yeah. And and it's it's different. It's, it works, um, but it takes a lot of practice. That's why when I first, because in high school we didn't pass. So when we passed, it was like, we're going to cut you so that way the quarterback can just throw it. Then when you start coaching and you start working on slide protections, 
I'm, I'm scared to do slide protection sometimes because, you know, we all are taught your inside legs up, your inside legs up. But when you slide, maybe that legs back and the other one's open and you're sliding this way. But it scares me. It was scared me to death when I was younger because I was like, well, aren't you inviting them to just knife in? And they're like, but Steve, it is slide. So if they do knife in, you just take them that way. Quarterbacks come in the opposite anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've really accepted that fact of like, we're going to just open up and slide unless you're married to the guy. Then we just do our normal pro, pass pro. But like that type of stuff, I'm always afraid like to not, I don't want to invite, like you just said, I don't want to invite them inside at all. Yeah. I want to keep them in front of me. Well, and and there's a lot of it too. Like when you're getting into full slide, you, there's a lot of trust in the, the guy in front of you not vacating yes. with no threat. Yes. Um, and it's a hard thing to teach kids. It's hard to teach kids at this level. Everybody just wants to go over something again because they did their job. They're safe. Um, and, and so then everyone, then now your slide's going like five yards. You look, you almost look like you're running freaking naked. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, w- and what you're saying, it does. It hoses like a left guard with a with a with a backside a gap player to his right that is having to slide down, uh, or you know, and now he's he's getting himself in a really awkward situation. But I really, you can't post into that guy. Like I think the guys that teach that's really hard to do, man. You want that guy to post into him that. So one of the things that I would do all the time because. So when we like post, we teach our guys. We you want you have to go lateral or even lose a little bit of ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and and the reason why I do it is so like I'll truly do I do step by step drills. So Coach Nielsen, our head coach, he is as good as they get as at like trying to put, let me do my job like post holes and things. He's a huge. He always if he can step forward with his first step, he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so like what I'll do with him because like it took me a long time to talk him to like the we call a lot of people call it a bucket we call it a drop step mm-hmm. on the backside of the zone I'm like coach you be the offensive player you can take the first step I'm gonna take the reactionary step and take a normal step so he'll take one step I take one step he takes one I take one he takes one I take one I'm like there's no way you can block me with this footwork like you just showed me that if I if I just go straight or if I execute what I'm doing. Um, so you're relying on this guy playing a certain way where there's better ways to do it. Right. So we do a lot. You'll see us. It looks like we're, we're dancing, getting ready for a wedding. And then just like, we're just one step at a time. It's like a game. All right. You get a step. I get a step. And you're trying to get leverage on them. Right. We only get one step to make that decision. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not even going to tempt that with our kids. They have a hard time just doing kick slide. They have a hard enough time figuring out like, I swear to God, yesterday they said, which foot's up? I was like, are you, what, where are you getting right now? Just to make sure they knew where they were. I'm like, what position are you right now to make sure they were right? Well, I'm the left guard. Okay, your right foot's up, buddy. Like, it's okay. We talk about, I always, I always ask guys like how they grade film. So I'm a big, when I grade film, it's like plus or minus. Mm-hmm. And then I put in the notes like, you know, this is the minus. So then I can go down the row and I'm like, things that stick out. You know, basically, I, I tally up the minuses. Where were our problems? You know, uh, but some guys are like, no, it's a lineman assignment technique execution. I'm like, like if, if I don't have a, a, a center that can get aligned, like he, he is standing on the like, if you have five old linemen and two outside receivers and a quarterback, there is seven human beings that should never, or eight human beings that should never ever have an issue with a line. 
Like, right. Period. Like, it is, you line up in the same spot every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'll find a way to screw it up. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> they'll find a way. Already happened to me. I go toes <laughs> even with the heels with the guards. Like guards, your toes are even with the center's heels. Center tackles, you're lined up even with the guards. Well, a guy that hadn't been there all summer gets there, and he's like, I don't know, that far behind the center's heels. And I said, what's wrong with this picture, guys? And they don't see anything wrong with it. I did then explain to them, you realize when you're that far back, and the ref looks at me and says, you have too many people in the backfield. Like, that should never happen. And I'm like, then you're going to come to the sideline. I'm going to put somebody else in. You're going to go get me water with four ice cubes in it and bring them back. And that's what I want. And they're like, oh, like, they don't know the rules of football. We had to do a football 101. It's like to tell them, like, you know this is illegal. Because you have to justify nowadays why you have to do certain things. So why are we lined up this way? Because of this. Yeah, we do the same thing. And and it's. I, honestly, that's part of the reason why I got out of like the the run and shoot type styles, the style of sets, because you had to you had to cheat your depth enough. I just honestly got sick of dealing with it. Like mm-hmm. our tackles did a real, we got called for it like twice, but I mean we were warned. I came and like almost every place it was like a, that paranoia of like oh great we can get like a huge play called back. Right. You know. And then I was a big. I'm still am. I love full slide, but like you said, it is kind of hard sometimes. I, I mean, I think it's easier. Like to me, it's it's much easier to protect the full slide. Like that's what we're going to do if we want to leave seven people in, and you know, if, if we don't need action, like if we're just saying, hey, we're going to let three people go be dudes run routes. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll slide if we need action. We have ways to do that, um, but. Uh, on third and long and things like that versus good pass rush teams, you know, we'll, we'll slide. You know, it's obviously helpful for us. We're, you know, our left tackles, NFL left tackle, so we can always slide to him. So he's the one guy man. Um, and uh, you don't worry about that. But I, I, I mean, it, it gives the quarterback more time. There's no question. Well, uh, some people don't like the running back picking up the end because you're sliding away from him. I argue with our, so I argue with our, 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 um, I argue with staff members all the time about this. They're always like, well, now we have the tight end blocking again. I'm like, and I coached tight ends before. On a base down, soon as that tackle goes down, you just bought that guy almost a full second of pass protection. Mm-hmm. And and that's like why I get – I get – Skelly drives me nuts. Like, we're talking four seconds of sack. Like, you pull me up a film in any league where a guy has more than two and a half seconds to throw. No chance. It, that doesn't exist. Right. Like, there's no way that guy is sitting in the pocket for three seconds. It's two and a half seconds is a damn good pocket before right. that thing starts to go. So you're telling me, like, you have four seconds? No. Like, that's that's not a thing. So now when that guy steps down, it takes a full one second. Like, I've kept track of this because he reads, he sits there, now he's got to read out. Mm-hmm. And he reads out, so he widens, creates another half a second. That tight end and or running back needs to stay in front of them for another second. That's right. it. It's a totally different ball game than giving them a true pass set route right away. Um, and then, like, when I've talked to people about full man slide, they're just trying to think of, like, is it a natural pocket? And I see where they're coming from because I like to talk about it with them. Like, I see what you're saying. When they slide, you're thinking of, like, a true, like, they're trying to still think of the three-man or the four-man slide. 
And I'm like, yeah, they're sliding, but once they latch onto a guy, you know, they're they're there. You know, like yeah, they're not they're not running naked. They're not running to nobody. Right. So they're like, not trying to move their gap. They're trying to protect their gap. Right. So even though they slide and they might have this footwork, once they latch on, they switch like they can step into them yeah. and like keep them out. And it takes practice, but you know they they do that. And cause it's funny because like when we roll out. I talk of building the fence. Like when we roll out, I'm like, okay, I used to just shuffle. Like we're shuffling, we're keeping them all in front of us. He's running, throw it. Well, then I said, screw it, we're going to turn and run. Kind of like people teach wide zone, they just turn and run. But then what happens is, like you just said, well, they run. Well, coach, you said protect the B gap. This guy left the B gap and went here. And then the guy behind him was like, well, I thought he was getting there. I have this technique. And then somebody flies through. And you're like, well, like that's the problem with it, and so I think that's where the scare comes of like, no, when we full slide, you're good. It's still a natural pocket because then you have somebody picking up this. It opens up that nice V. Yeah. We're all good. Yeah, all good. I mean the the pocket, if anything, goes towards the backside of the slide because. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The running back and tight end are going to be firmer because that defensive end is going to sit. Right. Because I would just do it with five and then the running back. And then once in a while, I'd keep the tight end in sometimes. But it was mainly the running back. Because then I could yeah. do it. I didn't necessarily play action it, but I could have the quarterback show the ball real quick and then go yeah. as the running back's going. So the linebackers, it would freeze them, hopefully. Like they see ball, they see this zone, I call it movement, slide over. And they're hopefully it it freezes them up to go, and then so I'm still battling that. We still just do three and four man slide. We still just do that. Put in Bob for the first time. These they never done it before. They never done big on big, work inside out. So I told you I'm the, I'm the asshole coming and changing everything. I'm like <laughs> we're doing this. And then a cool way I do, Bob, and, I, and I'm sure you might do it or other people do it. If it's an odd man front, I have the guards read the backers. Okay. So it, when we kick slide the tackles, hopefully, if it's a true 5-0-5, they're obviously married on the ends. I have them look at, I have them look at the backers to outside. So if a backer walks down, probably that guy's not coming. So sometimes I'll, like, you know, how I'd have the guard come out and go pick up the end sometimes. Yep. They like pull Molly. Yeah. Or if there is nobody on the end, they pass set, and if that inside backer loops outside, he's going around to meet him anyway. Mm-hmm. The, the high school I did that a couple years ago. They did that, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," and it helps out the running back because he fits inside out, so it kind of helps him out. Where if a guy comes up the middle and there's a guy on the outside, you know, guard got him, running back can pick him up, and we're all good. So, again, I'm the guy that's changing it up. They go, well, Steve, what are you going to do? It's a four-man guy. And I'm like, well, it's just working inside out. Yep. And we, we've actually transitioned to, like, Western Kentucky does it, but we, we man-set everything. Okay. So, like, now we've gotten to – we used to be, like, a slide-lock team. Now we're just locked. So, they so. just pick up inside out, like, the closest guy that's yours. Yeah, but yeah, they ID their guy. That's the guy they have unless they exchange. 
Um, another problem we had, we like when they bring too many guys to the party, we used to fan out. So like if there's like a five, three, one, five, and then they brought another guy off the edge, um, the right tackle was married obviously to that for sliding to the left. But if they brought that other guy down, I would have them fan out. So I'd say, okay, fan, you gotta go pick him up. Since the guard's uncovered, he can pick up the end. Center can now just take that one technique. So now, now it almost becomes not a slide when that happens, which I hate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was my only answer to it, especially when you're doing a quick game and the running back's leaving. Yep. Like, that was the only way I could do it. This year, I may have to do the same thing, but, like, I may not fan as much because it was just high school kids too much communication of, like, fan, 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 and then they got to the habit of, well, anytime somebody walked down on either side, they were calling it. Yeah. Like, you were talking about, like, the run-and-shoot PTSD. My poor tackles had PTSD when the guys walk up, and now they've got two of them. They're like, fan? Yeah, yeah, fan. And then yeah. it just opens up the red sea to everything. It's tough. It's tough when – I agree with you. And it's like the last thing that I put in with our guys. When you start teaching tackles those calls and when to push out and when not, especially as a tempo team, you are opening up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. There yes. is a lot of like, well, when do I call it? When don't I? And I, always, I'm always like, I ask girl, see, like, well, what do you think here? Like, like, what is the parameter? Like, mm-hmm. what is the exact parameter? And we're like, well, in this situation, I'm like, they don't have these situations. Like, <laughs> in their in their world, what is their parameter? Like, so that's where we got into immediate threat. If he can tackle the ball here before he hits the line of scrimmage, he's a go. Mm-hmm. You know, and but yeah, we got that all the time. Like all of a sudden, we were just pushing everything out. I'm like, well, geez, Louise. Yes, happened all the time, and it was still like I only have one returning starter, but the guys that played like JV, it already happened. Like inside zone, I was trying to tell him like if an outside linebacker walks up, and we still have a five technique what are we doing here? And one of them even said fan on inside zone to tell them like, Hey, they're going to go block out wider. And I said, no, screw that outside linebacker. So it's already in their mind still from last year of like, mm-hmm. Oh, fan. And I'm like, I got to get that out of your minds right now. I'm not, I even said the word fan or kick out or anything. Yeah. With them. mine used to be Peter. And I, I just, we got rid of it. Like push for Peter. I'm like, like we, we don't even use that word anymore, but now we have a word that means the same thing. Um, but we just hardly ever say it. Like, I introduced it to my freshman day and they did the exact same thing. They're like, so do I do this here? Like with every play? I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have said anything to you. Like I knew I shouldn't have said anything to you. I screwed <laughs> myself. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. Cause last year in a game we had like a five and a three. So they're both married cause we're sliding away. They were married. The, the tackle, then a guy walked out. And mm-hmm. so then he's trying to call fan to tell to, the tackle to come out, the guard to pick up him, then the center try to get all the way to three technique, and now we got two people sliding. And I said, no, no, don't do that. Like, well, he was a threat. Like you said, now they were either they're worried about it. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you two are married. That's the whole point. You're married to him. Congratulations. You don't leave that guy because I've got three other guys on the other side to worry about. I said, that guy now becomes running back's job or quarterback's job. If he don't get rid of the ball, that's not on you anymore. Like mm-hmm. I said, now if the guard's uncovered, we can maybe do that. But like I, like you just said, like just because we did it the one time where he's uncovered, you could do it. But now he's covered, so he's got to get him. Well, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then one time they did that, the guard knew not to, so he stayed on his guy. The tackle went on, the tackle come running in. And I'm like, 
you know, that's why I have gray hairs all over. I'm like, what? Uh, so that's why this year I'm like, nope. That's why I wanted full man slide. That's why I wanted Bob because I'm like, we're not going to fan. That's these protections. If it's quick game, tell the running back to get rid of the ball. Like that's my mm-hmm. my philosophy is if that guy makes the tackle, he needs to throw it to the running back because that means nobody's yep. on him. Yep. And yeah. I'm dumb. Yes. Our, our quarterback coach does a phenomenal job of uh, our quarterback coach OCU. Uh, our, our quarterback always knows who's not accounting for knowing who to slide away from, how fast you got to get the ball out. Uh, but yeah, it is. It's hard. Those those guys, and it's the the hardest thing for pole line. And a lot of skilled coaches, skilled players don't get this. It's like they want to block what makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. So like when you get a double A gap walk up linebacker, it is so hard for that backside guard to leave that A gap linebacker for the running back. So hard. Like it, it, everything in his power says, I want to block that guy closer to the threat of the quarterback. Right. Like, or when you get a guy walk down in your face, like it's so hard for that tackle not to want to go there. Like there's just so much like reactionary of protectiveness that like you just so badly, like it's, it's funny, you know, and you, I do it. We have chaos protection, which we'll do in like tempo real quick. It's like block the immediate five. I have zero rules on it. Mm-hmm. And in six years, we've got nobody loose. Like, it's, it's one of the most sound protections we have. They The five of them just literally pick up all the people. We usually let the backside guy run free if we have extra. And don't ask me how I do it. It's just like they just want to keep everybody safe. Maybe I'll do that next week. Just say, yeah, hey, just get in team. Just, hey, guys, block them. Tell the quarterback, don't even give them a protection. Just say pass and then just go. Because yeah. yeah, Honestly, we do it. It's like the center automatically sets to the one. He'll stab. Like, if he sees a blitz that side, like, this backside guard knows where he's going. It's – I don't get how it works, but it works, so I'm not going to question it. Kind of like the same thing when you're double teaming. Like, they immediately want to get to that backer when they see him, like, like before you, they should even come off the double team sometimes. Like, I get what yeah. you – I get why you want to do it, but, like, he is two yards away from you or something. Like, hold on a second, or three yards. Mm-hmm. Hold on <laughs> before you get up there. I get it. Because you want to go yeah. hit him, or coach, he's going to make the player, or whatever. I'm like, worry about the line of scrimmage first. Worry about no. that first. It's the same thing. Yeah, like let them make the play. Let them make the play because by the time they make the play, if they're still sitting there, we're getting three to five yards, and we're we're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. So that to him film today, our very first play against the other team was a five yard gain on inside zone, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and I said, guys, look, five yards. Coach D's feeling pretty good by himself on the sideline. He's just standing there like, all right, we're good. And then one of the inside zones, we got to the line of scrimmage or something. And I said, now see, now when Coach D's not feeling so good, when this happens. <laughs> and one, and I've said the phrase is so long, one of the players goes, so who'd be getting you your ice cubes and your water? <laughs> and I started <laughs> laughing. I'm like, well, yeah, the, 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 the right guard that didn't do his job, he'll be doing that. So it's just funny how they know my phrases already. They're like, oh, who's going to do that for you? And I'm like, I need new phrases now. Like, I have to come up with something different. It's good that they have that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, you got to have those. And then they expect them and they feel like they've earned them, good or bad, which I always, I always use the, that's the front cover of something magazine. And then I'll, 
Mm. Like if it's like a base block, I always say it's like you with a subwoofer standing there, like and just like describe the describe the cover in detail. And, uh, or that's a good thing. Or I'll tell them when we're if you're kicking a guy out, I say, hey, take him where he wants to go. You can drive him to the concession stand, and on your way back, you're bringing me a diet coke so I can stand there and enjoy myself. <laughs> and, and so now they started to say that they're like. Coach, do you want a doc, Diet Coke when I drive him to the concession stand? And I'm like, no, bring me a Mountain Dew this time. I want to change it up. <laughs> or like, now they're just kind of like, what do you want when we do that? And I'm like, well, I want this. But then I said, but if you don't do it on film, then you you have to actually buy me one. Like, like we're doing. Like, if you're gonna talk shit and drive him to the concession stand, like, yeah, kick him out. So my phrases are sticking with them. They're like, and now it's other, not just the linemen. Other kids hear me and they'll go. Coach, uh, what was the concession stand thing? And I say, oh, when you drive somebody out and you kick them out, you do this. Now wide receivers sometimes will say, well, if I drive this guy out to the concession stand, what do you want? So it's just real funny how. Yeah, it's building culture. Well, I'm like, am I that loud? You guys are on the other side of the field. I'm all the way on the other side. Am I that loud that I say (laughs) that? And they go, yes. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Thanks a lot. That's how uh, this means nothing. That's how Coach Bielema is at Illinois. Uh, Went there last year to watch a Lyman camp because one of my buddies, Lyman, got to go. And the family actually invited me to go because they always asked me about O-line drills and stuff. So I went and we're watching Coach Miller and them doing their thing, doing their camp. And I don't see Coach Bielema anywhere. All of a sudden, you hear this loud voice like just echo through the stadium. And I look, we look over. You could hear him before you saw him. His voice just carried and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then as he's in there coaching them, he's not yelling, but it sounds like he has his voice just projects. Yeah. Projects. And so that's why when they said that to me, it was like the other day, they, they I said, am I that loud? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, am I, is my, my coach Bielema where my voice is just echoing through the <laughs> thing? And I'm like, I hope not. If I'm that loud, people and houses around us are going to get me fired because they're hearing things they probably shouldn't hear. <laughs> I'm probably yelling things I shouldn't. Yeah, and then uh, and then you get yelled at by your wife when you get home because you keep yelling um, or talking at the same tone. I get that. I get that, or when my voice is like starting to go and it sounds weird. Like, what happened? Well, had a bad day. Had a bad day. <laughs> that happened the first week of the summer because you don't yell in baseball. There's nothing to yell about, so mm-hmm. I didn't really yell. First, that first week of like basketball coming back, I'm like, oh my god, like I'm yelling. And then football happens, you're tired from blowing the whistle all the time in your voice, and you're like, ugh. People even said, like, are you smoking? I'm like, no, my voice is just, it's hoarsed. Uh. Well, Coach, I was going to have you talk more past protection, but I just love the other conversation we had. We did talk about it, so it was good. Yeah, yeah we got, we got, we dabbled, so. Because, guys, I texted him, I'm like, hey, we're going to talk about this, and then here we are, we're talking about all everything else in between, but. So, hey, we're talking, we're talking about. The, the more important things of ball, so. We did talk O-line. That's going to be a title of this is like, why is O-line the best? Because like yeah. all five have to work together. It's the toughest thing to coach. And like you said, people I don't think understand, like you were talking about when you talk to OCs and you try to match everything together, you have to show them like, no, this is what really happens in the box. Yeah. This is what really yeah. goes on. It's uh, a lot of times they don't understand like, hey, they're, we talk about protection all the time, like, Yes, they can't see all that stuff. Like, they, like their angles are so different. <clears throat> like, as a quarterback, a running back, even an off the ball tight end, your angles are so different on seeing a full picture. Mm-hmm. 
that you know you have another 300 pound man in front of you mm-hmm. uh it, it's a it makes things a little bit tougher so was it uh Michael Irvin that said O-line was the easiest spot or something or what did yeah. he, I can't remember what he said. Like, I'm surprised some of his old linemen from the Dallas Cowboy days didn't just like ream him. Yeah, he played with like the best O-line of all time. Maybe that's why he thinks it's easy because they were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just move people against their will. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, people don't understand that. The worst thing I hate on a Friday night is just block somebody. I'm like, oh, why didn't I think of that? It's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So Fans, just hit somebody. Thank you for reminding me. That's what we're supposed to do. It's the mom in the stands. Throw strikes. <laughs> oh, is that what we're supposed to do? Oh, I was trying to walk them. Oh, next time we'll just hit them. <laughs> um, but, Coach, I appreciate it. Um, there was good nuggets in there talking about O-line because – I don't know if where there's a lack of O-line coaches, but like like I told you, how I'm able to bounce around from school to school is because I've coached O-line. So they're like, we want an O-line guy. Good, bad, indifferent. If I'm good at it, bad at it, at least I've done it. And there's just lack of coaches. I think there's sort of a lack of O-line coaches because people don't want to do it, I don't think. So I think it's good that younger coaches might hear some of them and be like, okay, this is what really goes on in coaching O-line. There's a lot that goes on. We can't fix everything as O-linemen. Like, they're going to sometimes do more than what we can do. But how do we make their life easier? How do we make it simple so they can don't have to think? You know, yeah. quarterbacks have to think too much. Linemen, we can't think too much. Yeah, you're eliminating thinking. I always tell people, you know, I, I've coached running backs, D-line, outside linebackers, tight ends. And O-line is by far the hardest, by far the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. When it all comes together, it's beautiful and it's awesome. Even though I overcoach everything, we could get a 20-yard run. I'm like, well, why didn't you do this? Yep. Yeah. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. You took the wrong step. Mm-hmm. And the good old phrase, imagine if you did this, the amount of <laughs> yards we would have gotten. Or, hey, instead of 10 yards, we would have gotten 12. Or something. No doubt. I'm, no doubt. I'm the worst. But, Coach, I appreciate you. Um, good luck. I told you last time because I didn't know you'd come back on. But good luck the rest for your season. Um, I'm going to try to keep track of what you guys are doing. I try my best to everybody I talk to. I try, I think I told you last time I have a whole list of like, I got to keep track of all these schools, but well, hopefully you get good things. And like I said, I'll, uh, I'll hop back up on, uh, here in, uh, January when we get, get on the road recruiting and I have a lot more time on my hands. So, or I'll be the asshole that texts you in December. Hey, you want to come on the podcast? Steve, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. If we're not, in the, if we're, if we're in the playoffs, I probably just won't respond. Um, right. If we're out of the playoffs, I'll, I'll jump on. Well, I'll keep track. If I see you're in the playoffs, I'm like, all right, he's not there. You know, he's yeah. off. It wouldn't bother me. I would just take me one second to read it and not respond. So, F off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, I appreciate it. Good luck. Everybody go like, subscribe, check all the other stuff, and we will see you next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.